Hi there! I'm Missy Information. On August 1st, I was challenged by Alice Lee of the Bat Month podcast to watch the film Twilight, four minutes every day during the entirety of the month. I decided to do it, because who am I to say no to someone on the internet? And thus began Twagust. Good evening, everyone, and almost good morning. It is Missy Information here, um, starting the first episode of this new podcast in Twagust, the podcast where I am watching four minutes of the movie Twilight every day during the month of August. Why, you ask? Because someone on the internet told me I should. And who am I to say no to someone on the internet? Uh, so what I'm going to be doing here is having not seen it before, but knowing the film through memes, through pop culture, through Wikipedia entries, I have a familiarity, so I'm not going to be watching these films to try and figure out the plot or the story. I'm going to have a basic gist of this. Now, we're going to ask a much more deeper question, one that I've been asking myself, and I figure the only way to figure it out is to journey forward into where it really began, which is, why Robert Patterson? I was challenged by Alice Lee of The Bat Month, who watched the movie The Batman over the course of six-minute chunks during the month of June. Uh, my movie, thankfully, is not a three-hour Icelandic epic, and so I can get it done in four-minute chunks. Uh, that is what we're going to be doing here just before it reaches midnight here my time. Ooh, gotta get it watched and get it uploaded. Now here we are. I have it queued up on my computer. If you want to watch along, you can start at minute zero, zero, zero. Here we go. Summit Entertainment. Oh, big beautiful clouds and a 3D turning around to say a Lions Gate Company. One of the Few properties that Lionsgate had success with besides the Hunger Games. I've never given thought much to how I die. Well, I can tell you, Bella, I sure have. About how I'll die, not how you'll die. She's talking about dying in the place of someone she loves, and our first shot here is a deer eating in a forest and the camera swooping in moving very fast with shaky cam oh no run dear run you are now the prey of a cameraman who will stop at nothing to hunt down footage of you running we're one minute in and that's what happens so far two lines of dialogue and a deer running away this is a, ooh, a movie something just swooped and stole the deer can't imagine what they would want to do with it. And here is a very young Kristen Stewart. Long hair, does care. Out in the desert sun, looking like she's on the set from Holes. In an outfit that could make her the prequel of, well, I guess I say the prequel of Sigourney Weaver in Holes, but her mom just straight up looks like Sigourney Weaver from Holes. Beautiful. Oh, they literally packed up their station wagon to move. That's beautiful. Very American of them. And they're launching off. 
Oh, no, never mind. They're just taking it to a Southwest airline <laughs> and flying out. Okay. Well, now we're right back to the credits with some more Summit Entertainment at two minutes in. So some solid preambling here. Credit. Oh, that's the name of the film, Twilight. Thank you very much. And now we are in the state of Washington under, quote, the cloud, or the coverage of clouds and rain. Forks is just a fair, I mean, I know Rivers Fork and Roads Fork, but just naming your town Forks seems so uninspired. Okay. So her dad is the chief of police, meeting all the townies. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that this was like an actual town in Washington that they filmed in, and it became like a little tourist place afterwards. Like, how do you go and get tours of Sex in the City locations in New York City? You can get little tours of like all the little Twilight locations in Washington. Three minutes in. Mmm. So far, we are hitting the beats of every coming of age drama, moving to a new town. Going with one parent, getting settled in, not a bad looking house. It looks like anyone's nice grandparents house there. We are approaching minute four and so far what I can tell you from the story from having seen is deers suck at outrunning cameramen that summit entertainment and lionsgate made this movie that young kristen stewart's mom in this film is not sigourney weaver but might be and now she's all settled in to the town of forks things we have definitely learned from this so far things i have not unlocked why robert patterson which those will have to wait as we continue here on twilight but so far the film hasn't absolutely pushed me away from finishing it. It so far is so good. And there we have it. That is the first four minutes of Twilight as basically mumbled by me, Missy, here very late in the day and now very much rapidly approaching midnight. So if I'm going to get this cut, edited, and posted to meet my own little goal here, I'm going to go ahead and get doing that. Um, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We will be back tomorrow with another episode, another four minutes, and slightly more production value. Just kidding. I never produce anything of value. Hi there. I'm Missy Information. On August 1st, I was challenged by Alice Lee of the Bat Month podcast to watch the film Twilight, four minutes every day during the entirety of the month. I decided to do it, because who am I to say no to someone on the internet? And thus began... Twagust. Alright, it is day two of Twagust, the saga where I am going through the Twilight film during August, four minutes at a time. I have my movie here queued up at minute four, but before we get into that, we're going to have a little bit of a recap of what happened last time, and also the questions that have been brewing overnight since I saw the first four minutes here. Uh, first thing that we know, this film is a Lionsgate and Summit Entertainment production. That may sound like information that isn't relevant, but we 
you know that it's not a Disney film or a Warner Brothers film or any other Universal film, you know, any of the big studios here. So this was done by uh, some companies that were out there taking a punt. Uh, it's going to be very interesting then to see uh, how the production value of this is compared to some of the other blockbusters that were out there at the time. Um, part of the whole reason I've, I'm, I'm doing this is because Alice uh, Lee challenged me when I uh, mentioned that the only Robert Patterson film I had seen was uh, the Harry Potter film he was in and that uh, did not sit well and thus I am now being made to watch Twilight uh, in this manner. So one of the things I'm going to be asking myself here too is uh, what is the deal with Robert Patterson? Uh, hopefully we're going to find out that in the next four minutes if we see if he shows up. Uh, I do know that we are going from a place where we are in what I assume is our world. Uh, I assume that because there was a Southwest airline that was on there, so we're not in some sort of metafictional universe where everything is different, so it would be like some sort of fictional airline. That part is there. Um, this movie is in 2008. I don't know if this is set when the books were first written, I, which I don't remember when that exactly was. I'm trying to do my best not to do research to, so that I don't spoil myself with just a bunch of, of information in my brain versus the information that I'm just getting from the film itself. Um, I, I'm making the assumption that this is going to have something to do with how vampires feed because we had a deer die within the first four minutes of this uh, while being leaped at by some sort of human figure. Again, assuming that's a vampire. That was not confirmed yet as really most of the setup of this film right now has been about a move, which uh, we know that she has not fully accepted the move to her father's because at the beginning here in minute four, we see her holding a cactus in her old room, which has all of her childhood things in it. She now feeling older than the more infantile self is still holding on to where she was in life and not where she is. This is the sort of very boring analysis that I'm gonna have to go through when I am thinking about four minute chunks at a time as we go. So if you are watching along, we are gonna be starting at minute four after a countdown and then a boop in three, two, one, boop. So one of the best things about Charlie, I'm assuming Charlie is her father. Oh my long hair to Taylor Lautner. Oh, that was the other question. Was, I wasn't sure if he was even in this, but this answered that question very early. Okay. I recognize the actor who plays his father, but I don't know his name. Also, <laughs> is that... That's not Sebastian Stan playing Bella's father, is it? it? I think the mustache is throwing me off because it looks like his character in I, Tanya, if it's not him. I do like that Kristen Stewart and Taylor Lautner are having a contest for whose hair is longer. My hair is, gosh, my hair is probably about as long as Taylor Lautner's is right now. Mine goes just below my armpit. I don't know if that's a measurement or not, but his is about that length, too. Oh, 
We got the truck. Oh, clumsy. Okay. So we're a minute 15 in. Family, friends reunited, having to get back together. So the Team Jacob and Team Edward thing really did brew since the first uh, book. That's the only thing that I remember is that there's a love triangle between the three of them. I mean, I know other plot details, but like the main takeaway that was the only conception I had of it, really didn't care about that much more. Home of the Spartans, first day of the new school. I was homeschooled, so I cannot relate to first day of new school because I just woke up at the same school every day. Minute six, halfway through our journey here. Oh no, her pickup truck was being made fun of. Making fun of people's cars is always shitty. I've never understood that. But then again, I've never had like a super nice car to begin with. Aww. A shoulder to cry on. I can't tell if this character is straight and desperate or queer-coded yet, <laughs> but I, I like him. So Bella is in high school, and Edward is a vampire that's ageless, if I'm right, so I'm not going to think too hard about that at all right now, choosing not to. Minute seven, we're having volleyball, and as we hit it, oops, she bonked him in the head. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, uh, he's mesmerized by her. So all the boys in the school want a valentine from a Bella Swan. Oh, and there's an Anna Kendrick. Wait, Anna Kendrick is in this too? Oh, I think this film is going to be full of people that I had no clue in it, especially the vampire family. I know that extended family tree goes on for, like, all the way down the call sheet. 30 seconds left. Oh, we've established some high school drama, but also she is the new cute girl, which I'm sure is going to cause some rivalry there. Oh, we're going to be stopping midway through this uh, meal here. Oh, the classic cafeteria scene. I love cafeteria scenes. Again homeschooled really didn't get the experience of it until like college and by that point social things were on there oh no and with the moment where a chair was pulled from underneath this new character whose name i totally didn't take because i was talking over it when it happened that's where we're stopping at minute eight so instant recall things that we have learned new school but old friend she is falling in with a new crowd, and they all like her because she's cute. because she's Christian Stewart, and everyone likes her. Um, but she's finding herself very socially demure and trying to figure it all out because it is a new situation. So, Mean Girls. We are doing the, the beginning of Mean Girls so far. I'm digging it, and we'll see where it goes from here. Uh, homework. I'm going to have to put this in the frame of not a fantasy take on the mythical creature classics um, for like a different language, like universal horror, bomb, vampire, vampires, vampires and werewolves and 
putting this in the context of a teen new school drama. So less uh, an American werewolf in Paris or London, whichever one's a good one or whichever one's a bad one. Um, more teen wolf. Neither film I have seen. So very curious which direction it's going to go from here. But questions we have answered. Is Team Jacob in this? Yes. Mr. Team Jacob is in this. Is my hair as long as his? Yes. Approximately, without knowing too much more about specifics. Um, does volleyball exist in this universe? Yes, it does. And now I want to go play some. Um, was I homeschooled? Yes, I was. Did I want to be public schooled? Hell no. I would have been bullied the fuck more than I was by the neighborhood kids. So, no thank you on that. And on that, we're going to have to wait until next time to learn any more information because that's all that we have. So thank you very much for joining us for today's episode of Twagust. Tomorrow, we're going to be going from minute 8 all the way to minute 12, and we're going to see what new information we can learn along the way. Take care, everyone. Hi there. I'm Missy Information. On August 1st, I was challenged by Alice Lee of the Bat Month podcast to watch the film Twilight, four minutes every day during the entirety of the month. I decided to do it, because... Who am I to say no to someone on the internet? And thus began Twagust. Hello there, and welcome to day three of Twagust. I'm Missy Information, and you are joining me on my journey through the movie Twilight. Tonight, the minutes 8 through 12. We're going to get started pretty soon with the film, because I don't have too many more insights from what I watched yesterday. I thought about the movie a little bit more today, and really just reframing it in the context of this sort of coming-of-age school drama that has been introduced. That is what we have so far, so I'm going to remove the anticipation of supernatural elements, remove the anticipation of Robert Patterson, and just accept where we at, where we are at in the film, which is a bully has just kicked a chair out from underneath another student in the cafeteria. That's where we are at here at the beginning of Minute 8 in Twilight, this wonderful teenage drama that we have. We're going to start the film at a countdown of 3, 2, 1, boop. So I can't believe Anacondrick is in this. I told one of my other friends that, and he also had the same reaction I did, which was, wait, Anacondrick is in that? Also, we have the photography student. We know she's a little bit of a nerd because she has glasses. My sister was a photography student in high school, and it was her personality for a little bit. So I understand this trope of a character. Eating disorders. Oh, that's a bomb to drop. So Bella is blending in but she's looking outside because she can't relate oh she wants to know who those popular students looking at they're not even popular students they're just like i guess because they were pale that's the only thing that can stick out about them is their paleness foster kids well i mean it's quite obvious they're vampires like i'm not even gonna try and pretend that that supposition hasn't been made
So <laughs> I, do, I do enjoy the discussion of the legality of this foster situation and whether or not these people are related to each other and romance. That's just forbidden foster love is such a weird trope. Dr. Collins is a foster dad slash matchmaker. Matchmaker, sorry. I think that might be something that comes up. And here he is. Wow. I should not have stopped my anticipation of Robert Patterson. Here he is. Pale mother. That hair is height. How much, what was the gel department on this? Or gel department, the gel budget on this? I'm not sure. Oh, we're just past minute 10, so we're halfway through today's watching already. Oh, she is lip biting. She loves him, but he looks away. Oh no, forbidden love. I wonder what possible situation he has that could cause that. Oh my God, she literally walks past a fan that like blows on her hair. And he has to like, oh boy, he's covering his mouth. Is because he's cringing at what's happening. Like I am. I really don't know what that was. Oh. Oh, he still has his hand over his mouth because she's gonna sit next to him. Oh. If you hear that meow in the background, that's our cat Amsterdam. He desperately wants out, despite the fact that it's past eleven p.m. our time. And she won't take a mystery substance from a strange boy, which is a very good uh, life lesson to learn. Okay, the amount of eye-fucking going on in here is, like, their eye communication is intense. And I, I know eye communication. I love looking through people's eyes in there. But this is, for me, even the amount, that's... Okay, so I'm going to have... The eyes are the windows of the face, it seems, in Twilight. So I'm really going to have to pay attention to who's making eye contact with who and for how long and why, because we're approaching minute 12. And so far, most of what has happened involves uh, getting to know this strange vampiric family with rumors and no real details. And at the end of minute 12, Bella has entered the school office, saw that, uh, that Edward was there, that he left, and so she left, and they have had quite a classroom time eye-banging. Interesting. So. Oh. Mm -mm -mm. I'm understanding why this level of sexuality leaning into sensuality would appeal to like a certain demographic I don't even need like I that's not even meant to be a loaded statement because I don't even know what that demographic would be like I know there are people out there that like this sort of weird non-tension is the most tense thing that you can do and so far for me it's um interesting we'll say the least i don't know where it's going to lead to so now that we've had our introduction of robert patterson uh we have begun the thesis here of part of the podcast which is why robert patterson very 
curious in the next four minutes what we're going to learn about him because what I've learned right now is he loves avoiding eye contact, which is a quality I can relate to. I have nothing else. I'm, I'm a little baffled by what I just saw. I am in for a treat, to say the least. I hope you're on a treat with this journey with me. You can continue listening again. I realized here by the third episode I should probably do what a good podcast host does and plug their socials. Uh, I pretty much only really do Twitter. I'm boring that way. So you can follow me at, at Miss Missy Info. That's Missy with an I. M-I-S-S-M-I-S-S-I-I-N-F-O. At Miss Missy Info. Uh, you can follow that for all of my bland Twitter musings, as well as updates here on the August podcast and some upcoming projects, which I will be recording, uh, including a pilot episode of a podcast involving a certain 1960s comic book TV show. I'll leave that little teaser out there as if you couldn't figure out the riddle that I've left you. And with that, take care, everyone. Hi there. I'm Missy Information. On August 1st, I was challenged by Alice Lee of the Bat Month podcast to watch the film Twilight, four minutes every day during the entirety of the month. I decided to do it, because who am I to say no to someone on the internet? And thus began Twagust. Day 4, Episode 4 of Twagust. I had a realization this morning as I was sitting in my car after getting my morning breakfast sandwich from the local gas station. I was thinking about the opening theme, a variation played on a music box of the popular tune A Thousand Years, which of course comes from the Twilight film Breaking Dawn Part 1, which we are not covering on this podcast. However, it is the most famous song to come out of Twilight, so I figured it might be appropriate to use for the theme. What I had never really stopped to think about is the implication of the thousand years in the titular song. What I made the connection today, having now seen Robert Pattinson appear in minutes uh, 8 through 12, and now as we approach him being a presence in the film from 12 to 16, I am suddenly worried that the thousand years that the character singing in the song about has waited in the chorus. I will die every day waiting for you for a thousand years. I love you for a thousand years implies that Edward is actually going to be a thousand years old, and I'm not sure I know how to handle this information. But we're going to have to handle it the best way we know how, by clicking that play button and going on with the next part of our twagest. Oh boy. We are now queued at minute 12. For those who need a quick reminder, in the last segment, uh, we finished kind of the introduction to the high school here, the cast of characters, and we also introduced Robert Patterson, a.k.a. Edward, into the mix. The pale, pasty mix. The eye contact making and avoiding sensuality was introduced, and I can't wait for more of it. We're going to get a countdown starting here from minute 12 on the boop. Three, two, one, boop.
Oh, hard cut to Carver Cafe. Okay. And her dad and her are having lunch and there's the or breakfast. The awkward, oh, all the people in the town know me, but I don't know who they are. Oh, it's definitely lunch. She has a grilled cheese. I do love small town diners. Mostly because you know you, you're you always going to get at least some story coming out of it. The most recent small town diner experience involved the waitresses not being able to make um, half the breakfast menu because the cook was out sick that day and they only knew how to make so much. But yet what they made was delicious. Okay. Awkward moment. I'm not sure if the A1 steak sauce that I just saw was product placement or not, but if so, if A1 got in on the Twilight game early, good for them. Oh, she's calling her mom. So really we're just getting the revelation, divorced parents living with dad in Washington. She's about to talk about her classmates and her thoughts. <laughs> They're all very welcoming. Oh, much angst. You can tell that she's angsty because of the way that she bites her lip or like curls going about. Oh, jeez. Colonize, my god. Wow, so she really, this, she really did take in that male gaze. G-A-Z-E. More pasty townspeople, clearly vampires, pulling up into school. I do need to know. Here's, okay, so here's a question that's being introduced. Why do vampires need to go to a school? What's up with that? But... Hmm. So in our coming-of-age drama that Twilight actually is, she has the two group of friends, the ones that are real, diverse personalities, quirky, interesting, and these homogenous, well, white in a pasty way, but, you know, for an extended metaphor, group of friends on the other side. Interesting. I wonder what she's going to pick. Now, okay, this is interesting. Now hard cut again to a construction worker, some sort of factory worker, running through a sawmill plant place, being cornered by, again, what are clearly vampires, just passing minute 15, and only a minute left. My gosh. Whoa, that's a very nice matte painting. <clears throat> Okay, so the vampires were chasing this guy. I'm assuming he's their freshest meat, but that was such a short cut with no actual kill in it. I don't really know what happened. 30 seconds left. Bella is... Oh, oh slipping on the ice. I hurt myself severely slipping on ice, so I feel for you, Bella. That is not something you want to mess with. Penguin walk, everyone. Remember, little tiny steps when there's ice. 15 seconds left, and... Oh, so he's a security guard that got killed by, quote, some kind of animal. An animal, Bella says. An animal, indeed. 
that at 16 minutes we'll have to stop mid-conversation and we'll be left with no possible way of knowing what animal killed that security guard. No way at all. Interesting. So we're going to be learning, I'm assuming, in the next four minutes of this, more about the way that vampires in this mythology um, stalk and kill and possibly drink blood. I know that the vampires in this are not, you know, Dracula. They're not Vlad the Impaler. They sparkle, uh, for one thing. Uh, I'm very curious to see what other changes are made in the vampire mythos. Uh, that is that. I'm going to leave it here just because I am feeling a little under the weather. I've been having a bit of a coughing fit earlier. No COVID, thankfully. But I'm very surprised that I have not uh, started going into a fit as of right now during these last few minutes that I've been with you. So I'm going to take that as a win and my body choosing to fight through this to bring you a few quality seconds of entertainment hidden throughout this. <laughs> Something I've been meaning to just add a stray thought that I had where there's no real good place to put it. But just in the context of how my brain is reaching for any sort of information to plug into my knowledge of Twilight, I did think to myself the other day, I should mention the fact that Twilight was originally fan fiction that was based off the Harry Potter universe, and that I remembered I was shifting a fact ever so slightly how Fifty Shades of Grey was originally fanfic of Twilight. And now I'm just trying to picture a universe where the first fact that I stated was true. And gosh, I wish it was. Accio fanfic. Until next time, take care. Hi there, I'm Missy Information. On August 1st, I was challenged by Alice Lee of the Bat Month podcast to watch the film Twilight, four minutes every day during the entirety of the month. I decided to do it because who am I to say no to someone on the internet? And thus began Twagust. I've got a fever and the only prescription is more Twagust. I've spent approximately the last 24 hours in bed, much like the song Disco Inferno. I thought my body was going to burn this mother down, but here we are, and I have finally ventured forth from my bed upstairs down to my computer here to bring you, yes, to bring you this next episode. I'm risking my own health and sanity to be down here. Actually, I'd be risking my health and sanity if I stayed in that bed any longer. Oh my god, I finally needed to just, like, get out of there. Whew. Uh, still feeling a little clammy. I did briefly worry if I had caught Team Edward fever, because I really just felt like, wow, all this came on the moment that I started doing Twagust. That or the fact that my husband has had COVID this week. It could be one of the two of those things, but... We are not here to talk about my aches and pains. We're here to talk about the angst of teenage drama. As we start minute 16 all the way to minute 20 in Twilight. And as usual, we're going to get this started with the sound of 3, 2, 1, boop. 3, 2, 1, boop. We are mid-conversation between Bella and her dad. Just the briefest recap. Bella's new girl in town, new to school, trying to figure out her place in this new city, all while being followed by the shakiest of cams. 
Well, that's the most unrealistic portrayal of school students ever, using umbrellas during a rainstorm. Kids don't use umbrellas. Oh, he was gonna ask her out on a date, but he got interrupted. Because then she started looking over at Edward. I am still trying to just figure out what's going on with his face. That sounds weird. I mean, I'm I'm more of... It's trying to figure out what part of his face he's going to grow into, knowing of how I see him now. It's that sort of... Thing. Not like, what's going on with his face? Oh, we're going to be experimenting with mitosis. The powerhouse of the soul. I like how ladies first also applies to microscopes. You are gone. I was out of town for a couple of days. Why does she care that he was gone? Was he supposed to meet her for something? Or is it just the fact that she's just can't have a day without him? Two minutes in. So are you enjoying the rain? That's a hit-up line. You're asking me about the weather? I guess I am. Oh, wow. This is the real penetrating dialogue that I could see that would appeal to any person wanting romance. Good weather talk. Now they're just actually talking about the science experiment that's happening in front of them. And somehow peering into a microscope in like... Again, everything in this tries to be sensual in a way because even just the way they're looking into it... She's biting her lip looking at him! My gosh, I've never seen someone bite their lip like that in real life. I can't believe we're um, we're got like forty seconds left. Oh, they're talking about divorced families. So divorced families is like a big part of this. Oh, here we go to his eyes, his amber eyes, light brown amber. God, even more. <sighs> If any person showed this much overt physical discomfort with their own attraction toward me as Bella displays toward Edward, I would worry something is wrong with them. And there we are, minute 20. Things that this movie has felt necessary to communicate. Lip biting. Amber eyes. Rain. Those are the three things that I can take away from the scene that we just had. 
I think I'm going to look forward to the next four minutes more than just this four, because this four-minute chunk was really about establishing the awkwardness between them, but you didn't need to really establish the awkwardness between them because you introduced that concept when they were high schoolers. That in of itself is basically all the awkwardness that you needed to communicate to me. Be like, oh yeah, nope, I get it. That's where we're going to be living in this weird world of teenage hormones and not understanding. Divorced parents, one of them's a supernatural creature, you know, these things, they just tend to happen when you're in high school. No revelations about the security guard that was killed uh, previously. And Edward was missing, so... Possible revelation? Was he in on it? Oh. I'm going to guess not. I'm assuming that you wouldn't make your lead love interest an implicit murderer this early on uh, in the series, at least. Wait until battle lines have been drawn, and then let's go ahead and do all the grisly murderings that we want. That is all for now. I am going to go lay back down in my bed for a little bit longer because I can feel the energy just fading from me even as I record here. And again, I'm not going to put that on the fact that I just had to watch that four minutes of teenage awkwardness. I'm going to say it's the fever. You know, maybe I'll have to do a controlled experiment later on this week and watch this four minute chunk again and see if we can replicate the results. But I'm going to go lay down and get myself rested for the next four-minute chunk that we're going to be having here on Twagust. Take care, everybody. Hi there. I'm Missy Information. On August 1st, I was challenged by Alice Lee of the Bat Month podcast to watch the film Twilight, four minutes every day during the entirety of the month. I decided to do it, because who am I to say no to someone on the internet? And thus began Twagust. Day 6, Episode 6, it is Twagust. Good news, the COVID test was negative. Bad news, I had all the fever, none of the immunity. That means that my energy levels are slightly up from the last two episodes, I would say. I have not listened to them back all the way to see just how much of a literal fever dream uh, things were, but I am very glad to be in much better spirits for this episode because I am ready to obsess more about faces. That is where I am at right now, is seeing the faces of these two individuals just taking each other in. I'm fascinated by faces, I have already learned in these first 20 minutes of the show. I just was listening back to some of the notes and like, gosh, I really do talk about just how much their, <laughs> their facial expressions are, are uh, locked or not locked on each other. So in these next four minutes, it's we get to know Edward and Bella a little bit more. We'll see how much face work we got going on. Tomorrow I will be doing a recap of the first week, getting a bit of an update of where we are in the story so far, collecting all of my disparate thoughts together into a moment where we can see where my relationship is with Twilight, where my relationship is with Robert Patterson, and where my relationship is in this entire project. And here we are, queued up at minute 20. We're going to go ahead and get to the faces in three, two, one, boop. Okay. So, something about 
her mom traveling a bunch and that she'd want to stay with her dad for a while. And now he senses that she's unhappy. That's always great when someone just directly asks you the question or the statement I'm trying to figure out. She noticed that his eye colors have changed. They were black last time? Did I not notice that? How did I not notice that his eye color changed? I mean, I noticed his eyes were weird, but I didn't notice that his eye colors changed. Bella, you're more observant than I am. To be fair, you've been staring in that boy's eyes for a long time now, so you would know. Remember when headphones had cords that you used? God, they just can't even stop staring at each other from across the parking lot. This is a movie of stares. Oh, van coming from the middle of nowhere, about to hit him, and no, oh, Shiza. So Robert Patterson, a.k.a. Edward, just stopped a rogue van from smashing into Bella Swan with his bare hand. Thus proven, that boy ain't right. Oh boy, everyone knows his cover is blown. And some nice early thousands rock sets playing in the background. Uh-oh, the other pale people are scared because they know their cover is about to be blown. Uh-oh. Cop is out for blood. You could have been killed, yes, but I wasn't because a magical vampire man came and helped. It, wow, this movie really does a good job, at least visually, visually cluing you in, an, in on who the vampires are, which is just making them have the pale shade of, of Ben Nye makeup that you can give them. And do all of them also have the amber eyes? Because now I'm noticing this might just be the thing. Wow, it's almost three minutes already. A lot has happened. Edward, your boy. Edward, your boy, meaning her boy or his, the doctor's boy? I guess I'm confused about what he was implying there. Okay, so the vampires are in society. Like, they are just, they're your doctors, they're your fellow students. So they're not trying to hide in the sense of, like, oh, we're secluded from public. But they are diff Oh, wait. That's vampire meeting around the corner. This isn't just about you. Can I talk to you for a minute? Sure. Uh-oh, 15 seconds left. Well, we're really going to leave me on a cliffhanger, aren't we, timing? How? How did you do? I mean, I have the same questions of how she was able to get it. All right, so we're stopping at minute 24, and the last thing that she asks is, how did you get over there so quickly? 
he said, I was already over there. And she said, no, you weren't. And he said, yeah. And she said, no, how'd you get to my car? That's where we are at minute 24. So I'm assuming the next reveal in the next four minutes for sure is him going to have to confess that he has supernatural powers. And I can't wait for that revelation to land on her. Uh, faces. Lots of faces. Gosh, okay. Interesting. That was an interesting way to reveal... I mean, you know, save the cat, save the, the swan, I guess. And that's the way that he did it. But I'm really curious now about the vampire's role in society according to the rules of this film and how integrated they were. I, I for some reason, thought they had, like, a parallel society. Like, I'm sure that they have their own parallel society in the sense of, like, you know, where they can be vampires and not be judged by people, blah, blah, blah. But this is a bit different than, like, a Harry Potter muggle separation thing where it's, like, oh, it's totally obfuscated. It just, I, I'm sure it'll just be like, no, they have like a cabin in the woods where they're all just like hanging out. That's just where they are. Or like a big old mansion or something. But um, yeah. Wow, now I'm thinking about vampire integration into society. That's where we're at at this point in the film. I really look forward to tomorrow's next four minutes as well as the recap of where we are going to be. Uh, it, I'm I'm worried this film might be sucking me in, but I don't think it's sucking me in for the reasons that it sucked most people in. I think I am just enjoying the bafflement at this moment of how, 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 how did this, how is this a major motion picture that was successful? Maybe that is the next step of this question, is is me getting the slow burn reveal of why and how the elements of this bred a successful series, because I'm not getting it so far. But I also don't think this film was meant for me, so that's the other half of it too. So I'm curious. Very curious. That is all from me tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourselves, and look forward to that recap tomorrow. Hi there! I miss the information. On August 1st, I was challenged by Alice Lee of the Bat Month podcast to watch the film Twilight, four minutes every day during the entirety of the month. I decided to do it because who am I to say no to someone on the internet? And thus began Twagust. Here we are at the end of week one of Twagust. It is episode seven minutes 24 through 28 i cannot wait to see what happens next i am looking at the face of robert patterson staring down bella swan with the heaviest of male gazes and the softest of soft faces it's the best he's looked with this pale makeup partly because you can still see a bit of his five o'clock shadow resting on him there which at least makes him look like a human being even though i know he's not a human being he's a vampire and maybe vampires technically were at one point human beings I, again we still have not gotten into any of the supernatural lore within this film we are still setting the stage for the high school drama aspect of it except for in our last episode 
we did have the supernatural jump in when Edward saved Bella from a careening car with his bare hands denting it all the way through and taking not a scratch himself. That's where we are here at the beginning of minute 24. I will say f further recap and further thoughts um, about the movie as a whole because we will be doing a recap episode after this. I use the we as the royal we, me. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and just get the movie going so we can move forward with that and really just close out this first week with just under the first half hour of this film. We're going to do that in a 3, 2, 1, boop. Everybody get ready. 3, 2, 1, boop. Okay, so again, he starts by gaslighting her, telling her that she did not see what she saw, which was him running across the parking lot to save her, as previously mentioned. Oh, literally calls her confused. You, you stopped the van. You pushed it away with your hand. Well, no one's going to believe you. Oh, that's how this relationship starts with a no one's going to believe you? I just need them to know the truth. Can't you just thank me and get over it? Why? You're not going to let... I'm just repeating the dialogue I know, but oh my word. This is not the way that a relationship should start out with. One that is like celebrated across multiple different films. Okay, she is in her sleep heavy panting, breathing. Because he's right there. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, now he's not. So, oh, I don't like how this is going. So either she hallucinated and dreamt that his presence was there, or he was literally there. Okay, she just said that was the first night I dreamt of Edward Cullen. So, she at least just thinks it's a dream at this point. Okay, still, either way. Wow, I'm running hot right now and not in the sensual way. That was a weird first interaction. So, like, good on him for saving her. Like, cannot fault him for that. But the immediate gaslighting is bizarre. Okay, here's this other kid. I don't know people's names. This is, And I'm trying not to look anything up. But other kid, blonde kid, that's not Edward Cullen stepping in she can't again this film has been approximately 17 percent of bella and edward looking at across each other in a parking lot or a classroom like they're even getting this other kid out of focus to let you know that whatever he's saying isn't important what's more important is that these two people can't stop looking at each other <clears throat> I, I was talking about the conversation when do i come back in dancing Oh, she's busy. Okay. She's going to Jacksonville. Who would want to go to Jacksonville? Sorry for anyone listening from Jacksonville. Oh, there's Anna Kendrick again. It is nice that she's trying to set uh, him up. I also love this teacher. Hey, you gotta go. You gotta go. Come on. Compost is cool. I can say that as a garden owner. Compost is cool. 
Oh God, com wait, compost tea. What? Okay, well that's not quite what I would anticipate. Is some nice compost bin juice mm, to water all your plants with. <laughs> Edward's so silky. You don't answer any of my questions. And Bella, correctly, you don't answer any of mine. Again, not a great healthy start to these two relationship. I had adrenaline rush. It's very common. Again, gas lighting. I think I'm using that phrase correctly. I know people have said it's being overused. However, I'm using this in a context. Oh, we're at minute 28. I'm using this in the context of a movie where a male is telling a female that the things that she experienced are not the things that she experienced. I feel like in a literary context or a, you know, cinematic context, there we go, that's the word that would be better. We are in gaslighting stage right now. He also, again, just, God, God, we're, oh, we're all, was everyone just blinded by his looks and the reflection of his face from all the lighting? Like, wow, this guy has not started off really well with me. And I know he's trying to hide this whole vampire thing. It's like, yeah, I got the, it's this, it's the whole bullshit with Romeo and Juliet, forbidden love that I just don't have time for. I mean, I guess my forbidden love was the fact that I was gay, so maybe I just, like, I'm used to that sort of trauma and I'm just over it because <laughs> I got over it in a different way. But, like, it is just very crazy to me that, oh, people like this person's personality. Okay, I'm going to rinse my brain off for a second because we're going to get to the recap episode here soon and I have a very special guest that I'm going to be bringing on. I messaged him when I knew I would need someone to talk to about what is happening. This was in the previous episode I knew, oh, okay, I'm going to need to talk to someone about it. I wasn't expecting just the immediate gaslighting to come up too within this first half hour. Uh, it is a very dear friend of mine, local Des Moines actor and playwright Adam Bielgard is going to be joining me. So that is the next episode that we have coming out. Our week one recap. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Alice, I hope this is what you wanted because I cannot handle this right Oh, okay. Deep breath, Missy. Get yourself together. Because we're about to recap what I just saw and more on the next episode of Twagust. Take care, everybody. I'm going to have to take care of myself. Hi there. I'm Missy Information. On August 1st, I was challenged by Alice Lee of the Bat Month podcast to watch the film Twilight, four minutes every day during the entirety of the month. I decided to do it because who am I to say no to someone on the internet? And thus began Twagust. Welcome to the beginning of week two of Twagust. We are on day eight, episode eight. We are on minutes 28, a lot of eight right there, to 32. I'm very excited if you are joining us after listening to the recap. I'm very excited if you're joining us having listened to all the episodes. Uh, by now you know that 
I am at the point where I am dealing with the early gaslighting that Edward has subjected Bella to from the start when he denied his supernatural powers after saving her from certain doom. We're going to go ahead and jump right into this because I already downloaded most of my thoughts that I had on the first 30 minutes in that recap. So I'm very excited to move forward and see what this next quarter of the film is going to lead us to. Starting at minute 28, we got a 3, 2, 1, and a boop. 3, 2, 1, boop. I, I don't remember the exact stuff before him, but this scene opening up with him saying, I'm sorry, I've been rude beforehand, but I think it's the best way, is quite interesting. Again, Anna Kendrick. I'm curious what her role is, if it's strictly comic relief continually going forward, or she's going to have some sort of turn. Wow, okay, so now Edward is just straight up saying that they shouldn't even be friends. Bella's correct to say they should have figured that earlier. Why? Why didn't you just let the fan crush me? Okay, Bella, that's being a little bit, little bit angsty. I'm enjoying the face work from her. He's doing a very good job at not being very expressive. Boy, those vampires just are all in a click. And again, need to point out, we have not been told they are vampires yet. That is still just information I know because I know it. And back to our coming of age scene here with the family. Well, father, which is family. Oh, he's already talking about the different prospects besides Edward. Daddy, he, she, she doesn't need a man in her life right away. She's just suffered from trauma of almost being killed. Coming up on the two-minute mark, we are back where? In a cafeteria. I'm assuming this is an affordable location, a cafeteria to film in. More looking at each other from across the way. And her quirky group of friends are back. Controversial statement, possibly. They could be more quirky. Again, the, the, the humor in this is so tepid or trepid. She does eat salad, a guy do raw with no dressing on it. Although I try and not just have like a big bowl of vegetables. Your mood swings are giving me whiplash. That is very true that she said that to him. Nice reversal of the typical, oh, females are too emotional. If you are smart, you'd stay away from me. We are just past the half hour mark, and again, this is where our character is living. 
are there many successful relationships that start with, you should probably stay away from me. Hey, she brought up kryptonite. She even gets it. What if I'm not the hero? What if I'm the bad guy? This is, so far, Bella ignoring blatant red flags. It, the phrase, and someone tells you who they are, believe them. And he is telling her, I'm a bad guy. And she's like, nah, I see through you. <laughs> 20 seconds left. Oh, she wants to go to the beach. I have to remember, these beaches would be probably cold up there in Washington. Hey, and we cut to the beach at minute 32. That is where we're at here. Oh, right. So, we are nowhere near out of this mess we are with Edward and Bella's relationship starting off. Not an attractive look for Edward, uh, despite just the general not attractive look for Edward. Really interested where, again, this goes. I Further and further, we stray from Bopa's light, Bobby Pats, and we just get into this area where Edward is drowning out any appeal that he might have. It's really really starting off on the wrong foot scene after scene like for the past three episodes so 12 minutes has simply been edward gaslighting and or then reversing and telling a truth that he's not a good person like telling her that it's i i just feel like i'm at the point where i'm being so repetitive in these last episodes where i i'm trying to find a new angle on it but every single action that he takes is a red the reddest of red flags it is crimson it is it's it's the meaning of twagast itself i guess is this journey of me slowly realizing that the horror element of this film is not the not the vampires but the a relationship in of itself fascinating okay well i as always have something to look forward to tomorrow in the next four minutes thank you again for listening if you have not had a chance to listen to the recap i would suggest listening to it if you haven't had a chance to listen to all of last week's episodes i would encourage you to listen to those thank you so much for listening tonight take care everybody hi there i'm missy information on August 1st, I was challenged by Alice Lee of the Bat Month podcast to watch the film Twilight, four minutes every day during the entirety of the month. I decided to do it, because who am I to say no to someone on the internet? And thus began Twagust. Day 9, episode 9 of Twagust. I am ready to be transported to the balmy beaches of the Pacific North west on today's episode i am coming off of a high i earlier today recorded the very first episode 
of my next podcast, Missy Information's Homeschool, in which I am going to be taking you all through lessons on some of the most irreverent pieces of pop culture that we can get our hands on. The first season is going to be all about Batman season one. And I recorded the first episode, which was about the Riddler and an episode involving him. And I guarantee you, you will not be able to predict where these riddles or plots are going to lead you. It's why I had to record a series on this season, because it is some of the most wild, unhinged writing that I've ever come across. Even more so than the writing we're coming across right now in Twilight. Look forward to that coming out after Twagust is done, but let's keep our focused. Let's get back to Forks, Washington, and Bella, and Edward, and Gaslighting, and see where this anti-relationships ends up today. We're on minute 32 to 36, and we are going to get started after a 3-2-1 boop. 3-2-1 boop. Out on the surfboard and boogie boards. And the entire crew, apparently, half the high school, all have bodysuits and wetsuits just ready to go. So this must be the thing you do in Forks. More prom talk. Oof. Why do we culturally put this pressure on students for a dance when most people can't even dance? Hey, Bella, you're right. She is a strong, independent woman. Three brothers or three friends, all long hair, don't care. I have a feeling I'm going to be Team Jacob as this. I think that the anti-Edward energy is just going to drive me more and more toward him. Plus, he has my long hair. I'm obsessed with just how long um, Taylor Lautner's hair is in this right now. And he's eating red vines. Oh, how great. Charming. Oh, the Cullens don't live here. They're not from here. Oh, I just talked over what he said, but there's some tension with the Cullens. Oh, the Cullens don't come here. You caught that, huh? Okay. So... Jacob and Bella walking on the beach, keeping secrets, peachy, peachy, peach. So an old secret that they keep. Okay, now we're, the music, everything's, I'm ready for this plot revealed. Wait, what? <laughs> They're descended from wolves, real wolves. This is how we're introducing the werewolf. Okay, two minutes into our clip today, coming up on minute 34. Okay, so the Cullens are descended from an enemy clan. And, okay, so it's the natives of that area, the indigenous people, were descended from wolves, and they were the other ones. And that was a picture of Edward Cullen, by the way, in 1800s outfit. So, so far this flashback has implied that was actually Edward, which again, I love you for a thousand years. Mmm, mmm. So far, these this last 
um, three minutes of talking about ancient bloodline history war is the healthiest conversation that Bella has had in a while, except for with her, like, family. Okay, we only have a minute left. I hate how much this has sucked me in, and I'm wondering if it's only just because, again, of the comparison word event. Oh, no, another stalking. I know because we got shaky whip cam coming. That's not going to be Earl. It's never Earl. Earl's never there when you need him to be there. It's not Joe. Come on, you know better. Earl and Joe wouldn't slink and sneak around. 30 seconds left. Get your motor running. Oh, hello, lady. She's got the strength to yank forward a boat by herself. And a sh shirtless vampire. I don't know if that's just for the vague sex appeal. Five seconds. Oh. Stalked. Stalked. That's where we're at at the end of this. Interesting. Now the vampires are going to reveal themselves. The ones that have been killing. To us, I should say. Okay. Th these four minutes... Good. Good four minutes. I like the establishment of some history, some context. Again, this is about world building, society building. This is what I'm into. Don't care about teens and their high school drama. Give me more about geopolitical rivalries that happen to do with supernatural, you know, curses. Great. Perfect. Wonderful. Um, well, that's all that we have for today that's the four minutes my immediate reaction is i just want it to be tomorrow so i can see the next four this is the first the first time that i've wanted to watch the next four minutes based on the plot and what's happening not of of bafflement or or need to like resolve something because it's just eating into my head but I, if we're gonna take an early pulse test team jacob i'm just saying he's he seems to be a good one i'm, I'm sure there'll be some sort of reveal that he's like I don't know, like, part of killed Charles, or killed Charles, yes, he killed Charles Manson. That's the plot reveal. He killed Charles Manson, replaced him with someone else. Not that he worked with them, of course, but yeah, it, something will happen. That's all I have for today. Everybody, take care. Take care, everybody. See you tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody. Just like a lone boatsman, avoiding getting killed. Take care, everybody. Hi there, I'm Missy Information. On August 1st, I was challenged by Alice Lee of the Bat Month podcast to watch the film Twilight, four minutes every day during the entirety of the month. I decided to do it, because who am I to say no to someone on the internet? And thus began Twagust. Good evening, it is day 10 of Twagust. We are going through minutes 36 and 40 here, leading to the final first third of this film. I can't believe that we're already getting to that point. 
it has been a journey so far and I am coming in hot with a lot of energy. I just saw for the first time missed calls with the former randoms on Radio Free Multiverse Twitch channel, uh, which Alice Lee of the Bat Month podcast, the person who challenged me to do this and this entire thing is modeled after, hosts with uh, some of her friends and it was absolutely delightful and wonderful. So I'm just coming in really just by being from all of that. It was great. We talked about Nixon, Flop Sweat. I mean, the, just Nixon talk alone makes it worth it. I, I said in the chat that I consume all things Nixon, and I'm not really joking about that. Um, it's, that was amazing. Uh, the whole conceit is that people call in with random voicemails and you respond to it. Uh, it was very just delightful and fun and a good, uh, good energy for the middle of the week to come into here. I'm very excited that I am out of the throes of Edward for a little bit uh, and that we are with Jacob. In the last episode, we started to delve into the historical context for the supernatural abilities of these people that we are going to be with. So translating, obviously, it's going to be about the vampires and the werewolves. Good. Here's a good thought question that I have for later. I don't think there are more than those two types of creatures as far as I know. I don't think this is like a true blood scenario where all of a sudden there's going to be like, oh, Una, the Queen of the Fae is here and arrived and is going to cause mischief and different stuff. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure it's just these two and like a, a twisted Romeo and Juliet-esque um, thing. I'm going to go ahead and get us rolling here on the clip because I I want to know what's going to happen next we're, we're rapidly rapidly having now approached the first end of the first end of, wow end of the first third I'm just so excited that I can't even speak straight uh, I can only speak gaily I am very excited for this first third to come together because as in previous episodes, I'm obsessed with the gaslighting and the toxicness that we are beginning with. And Jacob has all of a sudden infused a different energy in me. And I'm very ready to see what his world is about. I think we're going to find out more of it here starting in 36. As always, here in Plogist, we will do the 3, 2, 1, boop. 3, 2, 1, boop. That's right, we're with the vampires and this poor gentleman, I believe his friend Earl was one that he called for, didn't come and save him. And we're back to Forks and the house. She is, okay, so she's Googling the legends and I do not know how to pronounce the name of the tribe is on there. It was Q-U-I, well, now I can't spell it because they just walked away from it. So Thunderbird and Whale is the bookstore she's going to oh, okay so she's gonna go to a bookstore that is gonna have more information on this legend uh, the legend that basically said that they ascend from wolves and that these these other people um edward cullen's uh family caused trouble i remember when we back in high school he's not here who's not here 
Whenever the weather is nice, the Cullens disappear. So is this something where we're going to have the vampires and sun part? Oh, the prom. Yeah, the prom. I can't give a fuck about the prom right now. Um, I also learned that vampires, when they expose themselves to skin and it hurts them, that's from Nosferatu, the film. That's the first time that happened. It wasn't in the lore before. It's interesting. Okay, they're going on a... Oh, cool. They're going shopping. Nice. Uh, none of those dresses would fit me. But they're wearing them well. Oh, uh, look at the leering male gaze. They're not even safe between glass from some disgusting trolls coming through. Okay, but I would be Bella because I basically can see people in it and I'm just like, no, you look great because I'm like, you, you you look like you. That would also be Bella and me. I would just be bailing early. Like, yeah, just you guys, you know what? You keep trying on dresses. I'm just going to go outside and be anywhere but here right now. Oh, but she, okay, she, she specifically left to go to the bookstore. Well, that's also, she had a plan. Good. Oh, well, yeah, duh, I'm an idiot. That's why she hitched the ride in the first place. Wow, using your friends for to get to a location and do other things. I mean, I've done it before, so I, again, been there, girl. I've used my friends to, like, go on trips and stuff and, like, go places together and not, like, use them for other things. I just realized contextually that might sound terrible. Oh, she's getting stalked. Where is she running to? So, drunk frat boys right now are literally the scariest thing that has happened in this film that is allegedly full of vampires and werewolves, and I'm pretty sure I've seen people get killed. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, Bella, yes, knee him in the groin. Good job, good job. Learn that from Miss Congeniality. Okay, who's here in the car? Oh, shit, it's Eddie. Okay, so there's 20 seconds left. She, so far, has now associated Edward with a protecting instinct because he has saved her from two life-threatening situations. This relationship is founded upon trauma. Yes. Okay, minute 40. Now I'm getting it. Now I see. Okay. So it's, it was, it's a circle. It's a, it is, they were in each other's orbits from the start. It is, I know how this whole endeavor ends with them having a family and a baby. Uh, and that baby apparently then going to end up with Jacob in some weird imprinting thing that I, again, I don't want to get into this kind of stuff. I, I shouldn't know these things. So if this relationship is founded upon such life altering traumatic experiences, such as moving to a new location, uh, at an age where you have to start with new friends, 
when I, I think if that's the context um at least in a place she clearly doesn't want to be right now she's suffering from depression i, yeah, I think she might have been suffering in arizona for all i know uh we don't get too much context of there before that southwest flight now she has had one incident where uh, the person who saved her then immediately gaslit her I, i'm using this term over uh, too much but it truly i mean it is like one of the few times you can use it correctly in a sentence he saved her and then tried to downplay it and tried to then downplay himself and distance himself and clearly because he needed to work on something inside of him aka he's a vampire like i mean everything that goes with that i get it um that would be a traumatic experience in and of itself uh a thousand years of trauma love you for a thousand years i can't get over that realization and it is I'm now curious to see where we end up at the end of this film and if it is still a will they won't they between the two of them or if she pairs up with one and then breaks up the other so, like now I get what sucks in the drama I'm understanding it I'm not liking that I'm understanding it but I'm understanding at a base level where you are being introduced to a hero he he by the the contextual actions of what he has done is heroic he has saved the life of a person twice you are bought it again we're not saving the cat we're saving the swan and it's it's happened twice over um i wonder if it'd be a rule of three uh n now of course we know that the other vampires are doing uh, the murders, or at least the kidnap. I guess we don't know because they did. They did see was killed, so uh, probably a second murder. We don't know his involvement in it, but um, that's something that we're going to see if he himself has ever taken someone's life. Now, Jacob, on the other hand, we can ask these same questions as well. But guess what? I'm not worried about if Jacob did any of those things yet because I don't have suspicions of it because I haven't been given all of this information that presents a terrible picture of a start of a, uh, again, a adored relationship. It is, oh, uh, Oh, part of me wants off Mr. Cullen's wild ride, but I'm too, just like Bella, I'm strapped in, ready. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, girl. <sighs> okay. We are now crossed the one-third threshold. This buy-in's coming up. We only have, uh, what would it be, five more episodes, and then we're halfway through. It's... <laughs> It's rapidly approaching such it's it it is wild that what seems like now a uh, an internet prank gone wrong has led to such interesting introspection about scripts and and emotional reaction to how something is presented in tone versus how something is presented in text. Because tone-wise, I'm being told, I should really be appreciating Edward right now, but textually and sexually, sorry, not yet. 
Bopa, Bobby Pats, not yet. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. We're still on the no, no, no train. Uh, I am disappointed. I said at the beginning of the app, I was hoping for more Team Jacob. And none yet. So, oh, fuck. I'm just, like, already on the side. Alice, this is what you wanted, isn't it? I know I'm breaking the fourth wall right now. But, Alice, I know this is what you wanted. You wanted to see me take sides because you knew that any good podcast involves takes. So right now, for the taking, I'm going to say third of the way from Team Jacob. Here we go. I'm going to end on that. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, uh, also, you should all subscribe to uh, Radio Free Multiverse uh, and get to know their shows because I'm going to be doing the same. Take care.